My name is Pasque Moala, as you know that. Uh, born in Tanzania, Dar es Salaam, came to Italy to study architecture. Now I do design, furniture, and a little bit of architecture here and there. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule <laughs> to, to do this. I think we've been talking about doing this for a couple of weeks now, mm -hmm. and uh, finally we meet, and uh, it's, it's nice to see you. And uh, yeah, we're here now. Thank you. The first question I have to ask everybody always is, uh, how do you drink your coffee? Uh, I don't drink coffee. You don't drink coffee at no. all? No, no, no. I really don't. <laughs> you don't like it or you, you don't because of some other reason? I just, just the flavor to it. Ah. It's just this bitterness. I see a lot of people lined up. There's got to be but something to it. Because, you know, everyone's got to have coffee in the morning, but not maybe. I barely have coffee. When's the last time I had coffee? don't remember. <laughs> Tea or tea? Yes, I'll have a glass of tea, milk tea, or any tea. Tea, I can do tea, but not coffee. And it doesn't have that effect of saying people say, "Wake me up!" It wakes me up. I don't really see it, but I'm not a coffee guy. Oh, <laughs> Am I <a> first? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the first one. Usually, people uh, change their habits when they come to Italy. You know, especially people who are used to more of a. Uh, Starbucks kind of coffee. Uh, they come here and they're like, well, okay, maybe what I was drinking was not that good, actually. Uh, but we didn't have a Starbucks. So, I mean, I guess we got coffee, but not a Starbucks and all that. So, I don't know. I'm just... <clears throat> never had a thing for coffee that much. But do you guys have more of a tea kind of culture? Tea is tea, big, big, very big. And um, some people do drink coffee. We have coffee. People, A lot of people, other people drink coffee. But just... It never stuck to me. It was very bitter in the beginning. I was like, man, why would I sit through this? <laughs> you know, right. then... It's like when, you, when you're a kid, no, and you drink your first beer. Right. And, and then it's like, well, why is all the fuss about like, <laughs> Stay stirring. <laughs> a couple of years later, like, I have four of them. <laughs> yeah, <yeah. laughs> right. And I shut the jacket <laughs> too, please. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> But yeah, and I'm not really a big coffee guy. Couldn't get into it. Mm. So um, a bit earlier, you were telling me that your father also studied here. Yep, 30 years ago. Yeah. 30 years ago. And that, I guess that was a big influence for you coming here as well, or? Yes, it was. It was a big decision um, maker. Because remember when I was finishing high school, we um, had to pick universities and all this. And I selected schools in the UK. Remember, I got accepted to two or one of them. Then my old man comes up and he's like, what about Italy? <laughs> I was like, uh, where is that on the map? You know? And he was like, you know, they have an English program now. You could go and do architecture in English. In Italy, same university I was at. And I said, sure, let's just give it a shot. And then, boom, here I am. And I actually came with him the first time. We went to do the... Um, the entrance exam mm -hmm. with him right there and he was there and he was like oh my old school <laughs> I was just like, yeah okay I'm here now I <laughs> did the entrance exam and got in went through the study program I mean interesting to say the least it was interesting and he's happy you know he's like you followed in my footsteps young man <laughs> <laughs> so wait that means that when he came here he had to study in Italian Yes, he did Italian here. Oh. Full course in Italian. Did his, I think it was his bachelor here, plus his master's here. And everything was on in Italian. I mean, he's fluent in Italian. Mm -hmm. Whereas me. <laughs> so, when you were growing up around, he, he has an architecture studio right. back right. home. And you're basically already influenced by, by, let's say, his Italian experience now. Yeah, I mean, you know, I remember being young, go to sites and go to his office and we would, you know, I would do a little sketch. I actually have 
floor plans I did, I don't know, when I was 12, 13, something like that. My mom has all them scanned and stuff. <laughs> so that was back then. I mean, so you see, you know, it's, I think it's natural that, you know, you are in that environment and it takes you along with that. And you kind of, it's almost like he shapes you into that, you know, your parents to shape you into, because you're, you're, you're around that influence. And that played a big role, because then that's when I got into cartooning. I had a lot of cartoon sketches when I was young. Had a cartoon class, I think. And um, art was a big part of it. So, I mean, immediately my whole direction was from the sciences to the art side of uh, education. That's where I found it very interesting. So I would say, yes, he did big time, big time influence you know, the course of art. I mean, I could have been a biologist. Could you imagine that? <laughs> You know, think about it, cutting people, operating people, something. But then he really did push me towards that. My mom was a, is a physical education teacher and she taught at my school. So she, her side of the, you know, education first, and that, that was one role, but that was more towards the design side of my old man, which was fun. I mean, it was, if I look at the design, I mean, I think I have some of the scans on my, if you don't my Google Drive somewhere, first cartoons and all these little funny things I did, first floor plan I did. So I guess he bred me into that, you know? Without knowing you. Without, <laughs> right, you know? <laughs> he, he got me into that design side, and, which I really do appreciate big time. Because here we are today, you know? And I'm enjoying it. Because I could not imagine myself, let's say, I'm doing something else. You know, like, being an accountant, being um, something else. It's just not how my brain is wired. And how was it first coming here? And after your father left and you were... You Brand new? Alone Man. Here. Oh God, that was an experience. First, language. That was tough. Because back then, not many Italians spoke English. You know, and so... You go around a lot of sign language, like I like a t-shirt, the thing that goes over your head. So it was more, <laughs> it was more of that. And uh, I mean, the whole environment was very different. I mean, I went to, so I went to, so I actually, being from an international school, because I studied at the international school of Tanganyika since kindergarten, graduated, you know, middle school, high school, got my high B over there. So it was, I've, been, I've always been in this multicultural environment. But it's just now that in a different country where no one speaks English, that was a challenge. That was a big one. So language is a big, big issue. And food. Food was another one, man. Really? Oh, yes. Food was big. Because I'm heavy on meat. <laughs> you know? I'm yeah. heavy on that barbecue, that meat. You know, our diets are very different to the European diet, mm -hmm. say, you know. So it was an adjustment, and I don't know, it's, it, was, it was quite tough in the beginning. Getting around, you know, you're all alone here, you know, yes, I have some family here, but still, home is home. So over time, you know, you, you tend to man up and get to know the environment, get to know the place where right now, I love it, like in the sense of leaving Milan becomes painful, like it's almost the reverse now. Cause, I mean, I came here young, what, 19? Lived this entire time here, grew up pretty much here alone. And then if you have to switch it, going back home, it feels like I'm leaving home now, going to a different place. And so Milan grows on to you. Last time, last month, we went to Rome. Got to Rome, stayed there for a couple of days, came back like, oh, thank God I'm home. Like Milan just feels different. There's something about this city that just feels different you know especially if you stayed here so long you see it change also true time yes big time big time Milan's changed areas have changed places have completely changed my neighborhood itself there's buildings spring up new parks new areas spring up every other day we have three in my area in construction overnight so the city is, is changing big time now we got all food bikes man everybody out here you know, when I came here, there's no ufu, ufo, what is it, ufu, bikes, none of that. So it was, it was quite, it's a big change to now, you know, a big one. And I'm enjoying it here. I'm like, 
and did you ever transition to this uh, more Mediterranean diet? Or is it still... I mean, it's work in progress, right? You gotta have the meat. <clears throat> That's gotta be there. Potatoes. Mm, you gotta have potatoes. And the Mediterranean, it's, it's, you know, here and there. They got great food, that's for sure. The food here is awesome. You know, but... I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm getting there. <laughs> With time, we're getting there, you know. <laughs> but I, I enjoy it, I enjoy it. Milan, Milan's a crazy place. It's a lovely place. Maybe because I haven't lived somewhere else. But this city right here, this city is something. It's fun, it's vibrant, there's people, there's... Especially now, like, everywhere you go, there's, like, more international people. There's all these events and all this. It's big, huge mix of people. And that's that's, that's, that's awesome. Because then the, you don't have that closed mind. You know, little potholes of people just so closed, don't welcome. You don't have that, which is great. Yeah, it feels like every other week there's some sort of... Uh festival or movie festival for different things uh, architecture there's architecture week in Milan now as well not only in Venice uh, there's a lot going on lately they're pushing really hard for these uh, international events I guess they are I think it's putting the city on the map too you know it's really helping out and a lot of people who come here get to because you don't you don't get you don't feel how do I say this you don't feel like awkward being in Milan anymore you don't feel like you're the only one out you know like as the city as like when I got here why <laughs> you know the only <laughs> individual you feel so alone you know first of all language is against you systems are against you you don't know what to do you're new completely new and so that Nowadays, it's just feel. I mean, anyone can come from anywhere. I've had fellow students from Tanzania come in and do they just merge in so much simpler compared to when I came. It was very different. So I can tell, like, you know, the city has really changed. And all these events are powerful. They help. They help the city big time. Yeah, as well as uh, we can also see the private money, like, investing in, in new museums, like the Prada. Mm-hmm. which is super popular now. Uh, Armani, Silos also bringing in some exhibitions. And I mean, Prada even has like stuff for free. Just these kind of uh, things that we didn't used to see. Surprisingly, there's not a lot of museums in, in Milan compared to Florence or mm. Rome. There's, there's way fewer. We have a lot more of these events, which are awesome. And there's a lot, there's this, this I don't know what to call the culture, but like nowadays there's a lot of, um, what do you call those? Like, I remember when I got here, I didn't see, well, maybe I didn't know because I was brand fresh new. But now it's more out there, what do they call these um, startup communities? There's, you know, these creative communities which you can join, you can go in, and you can go check them out, which weren't there. Milan was just cut dry work, you know, you just meet people in the street, done. Life moves on, but these couple of years it's changed. Big time change. Because February I was at this convention at uh, Malpensa, where you meet with, you know, um, it was basically, it was, it was actually aimed at Africa and getting manufacturers, furniture manufacturers, you know, all type of manufacturers from Italy were looking to set back. And so, like, brands like Natuti and all these people were there. And, you know, they, were, they had a section segment where they're talking about how. Milan has big time changed, you know, and they actually show how the city has come from being this little tiny normal regular city to this mega international city now with all these events, all these people pouring into the city, which is beneficial and how that is influencing now other cities around Italy to start opening their doors and inviting more people in all these events and which is awesome. Life in Italy. Yeah? <laughs> So you're big into furniture design lately? Yes, yes, that is huge. Um, Cause it's doable for me. It's, I wouldn't say quicker. It is, I can express myself easier. 
you know, like I said earlier, architecture projects are massive and they take time and there's a lot of people that need to be involved. But with furniture, I can sit down and sketch and then develop the idea through to a point whereby I can present it. There it is. So I know that it's out my system, it's on paper, it's there for the public to view. And that is what I like the most. Because I remember I learned Photoshop. The reason I learned Photoshop was in 2009, the last year before I finished high school was to be able to get my ideas out. Cause I was actually waiting, was it basketball practice? I think it was basketball practice. And I was in the library, if I remember correctly. Then I was walking around and I met these two girls and they had this funny software, they're doing art and stuff. So they had this funny software open. Like, what is that? Like, that's Photoshop. Got home, like, mom, I need this. <laughs> From then I just started learning it, learning it on my own. Learned Photoshop, got into you know, all these, you know how I was before making funny graphics cutting out people and sticking them on backgrounds and not really blending them in <laughs> so like making a scrapbook you know just <laughs> got into that did a lot of that um all just because i can get my ideas out whatever i was thinking i had to find a way to get it out because if you look at my hand sketches they look nothing like what i present <laughs> so i knew that clearly that i needed tools that i could use that could better Right, you needed the right tool to express. Right, and that's how I end up you know, getting into all these softwares that I do, that I use, because for me they're the vehicle towards, you know, presenting whatever you had in your head. But now you're using a lot of 3D modeling? Yeah, 3D modeling. The basic tools, I guess. I mean, sketch, yeah, because like, I sketch in stickman figures, you know, because <laughs> Just simple stick man figures, but I get it. Someone else looks at it like, uh, the hell is this? But I get it. And then from there, that's when I translate it to either an AutoCAD or whatever software there is for, um, cause I've been getting into, um, I don't know if you heard, Shaper 3D. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. I just got it a couple days ago, which is a great tool. Cause it makes the life easier. Cause I normally used to model, do the technical in AutoCAD, move it to cinema to model, but then that was a pain, you know, the whole, sub D modeling and all that and that really drove me nuts so now i got this this pretty cool um app for the ipad shaper 3d it takes those two processes and makes them one mm. which is awesome so i'm trying to learn this one but yeah i've been through a lot of software man. until you find found the tools that work for me at least to get the idea across and then you render you photoshop it Render, Photoshop, and put, if it's presentation-wise, put presentations. And then the hardest part is hit publish, because that's when you're like, okay, let the general public see what I had in my head, <laughs> you know? Right, but it, it works out. No? I've seen some of your things, they get picked up by design blogs everywhere, lots of times. Thank God, man. And yeah, but, but that's, a, that's a good thing. And I, I think a lot of people who maybe are in that situation, but earlier in, in, a, in an earlier stage than you are now, let's say there's all these students out there or someone who has like all these ideas in their head and maybe he hasn't found the right tools yet to express himself or herself. Uh, how do you decide where, where to publish these things? How do you, where do you aim and be like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna throw my, my hopes and dreams over here, you know, into these baskets instead of this other one? You know, like where to publish per se? How do I say that? I remember was who introduced me to Behance? It was back in, I checked my profile the other day. 2012, that's the first time I opened my first posting on the Behance network. Before that, there was DeviantArt. Remember that one? Right. <laughs> I still have an account on that, by the way, DeviantArt. Posted a little bit on DeviantArt. And I don't know who introduced me to, to, to Behance. And now that was like, Daily, whatever I had in my mind, publish, 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 publish. Because, what's this? You could sit in your room and design all day long, and you could really be good, but you gotta let people see. You know, people gotta see what you have up here. And it's no longer back in time when I had to send you a letter here here you go you know i have <laughs> here comes in the facts it comes in the facts you probably gonna see it next two weeks or something it's in mail now you just get online and you have all these things at your hand which you could use to 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 share what you have 
Because without Sherry, nobody's gonna go. And I see a lot of people very scared of sharing. Oh, I don't want to share my idea. Someone's going to take my idea. Dude, everything's been made already. You know? Right. Everything's been done already. The only thing we're doing, I believe, is just alterations. You know? It's just, if I have a four-legged chair, I make it three-legged and make it stand. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, so, everything's done. There's nothing new under the sun, you know? So, share. Let people see. Yeah, at the same time, I mean, I guess this works for you as well. Like, in, besides being a place to share, mm-hmm. it, it also brings a lot of inspiration. You you find a lot of people who are also really good or better at what you're trying. Oh, to. You learn and, a lot, no? Oh, and 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 then that's that's the beauty of this, because if if yourself, if your person is self-driven, no, like you look at other people's work, you're like, ooh, I'd like to be like him. Like, just scroll through Instagram. I scroll through my Instagram. I'm like, wow, that is, that's good thinking right there. You know, then you get on their page and then you see their language, you see how they do it. That inspires you. I mean, it has to inspire you. You know, then when you sit down, you're like, hmm, I saw that one guy, they're like, I want to be like that. Now, what that means is it, it elevates you from one point to the next. Because, of course, there's always going to be someone who's stronger, faster, better than you. You can't just imagine that, hey, I'm up here, I'm good, you know. So I like I like the way these platforms help to do that. If you walk on Behance, I'm telling you, you see some stuff on there. You see these young people on Behance, for instance, on Instagram, doing these amazing things. And then when I look at like major brands and all this stuff producing products, I'm like, look, get one of these kids and put them in your put them in your teams or something. You know, look at these kids, look what they're doing. But I think they are going through checking and seeing I'm not sure but if they are there's a lot of really talented guys out there yeah it's, it's a, kind of like a remix culture yeah. back in the day yeah exactly like a remix culture yes it's I, me. and I see it happening now lately I mean you see guys who started in the in the sneaker game in America like Jerry Lorenzo mm-hmm. and all these other guys uh, now these guys are getting picked up by Louis Vuitton to head their menswear like this is exactly what you're talking about instead of like brands like Balenciaga who was like okay let's look at what these kids are doing and try to copy it pick now they're up. getting the guy who was doing yes. the real thing pick them up pick them up because when you do that I mean you get the authenticity you get the man himself behind the work you know dude you see a great piece of work that he's done you can try your best you can get it to 99% make it just as how you did it, but you won't get that authenticity. Just pick up the young man and have him on board. I mean, there's kids out there, I've seen especially for me, I really have noticed um, a lot of Eastern Europe. Man, the talent is big. Why? For me, and then, especially in the way they, they present the projects, the way, even if it's architecture, interior, you're like, wow, you know, these, 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 <laughs> these boys know what they're doing, you know? Yeah, I think sometimes maybe it's just uh, people are afraid of this. I mean, we talked about it before you mentioned it, like just even the language barrier sometimes as, yeah. as an entry, like it, it's scary sometimes, you know, you can't read Cyrillic, maybe they can't speak English, but then there's the common language of, of design pen that everybody paper. speaks. Pen and paper, lines are lines, you know, they could draw me a French line. <laughs> I want to see the difference between a French line on paper and an Italian line on paper. They probably just look the same, you know. So you know, drawing on paper—it's just the same thing, you know. No matter where they are, as long as they can express and then they can produce something that is—that is, you know, what you're looking for. And there's a lot of people who can't do that. They could do it without talking, man. You could walk into him like, "Good morning." He doesn't say nothing all day. But it just and he gets to his work, he'll be amazed. He doesn't have to say anything to you, and then you definitely understand what he just did without even saying a word to you. And that's that's the power of the design process. That's that's what I like about it. Yeah, it's it's so universal. Like I always think about the chair, mm-hmm. how it unites us all. Wherever you are, in every point of history, in every culture. No matter your nationality, <laughs> your, your, the color of your skin, your religion, anything. You just gotta sit You somewhere. got to sit. 
<laughs> you can't be standing forever. You've got to take the seat and hope there's a chair there. Yeah. <laughs> I come through one of that. One. Exactly. So that's that's true, man. It really unites every, 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 and that's the beauty of design, man. You know, that's that's why I got into it. You know, it's, it's there's something about it where, for example, when you walk down you know, French store or you walk down the street and you see something like man I really really like that well there's someone behind that you know where our media is like I really like what I made let's see you know people don't like it that's the connection which I go for you know? and that's when I feel accomplished the most <laughs> it's not about you know the sales or this it's just that invincible language which everyone is under design it's it's everyone so you see something nice you're like oh that's really well done i'd like to own that i'd like to have that that piece of furniture clothing vehicle whatever has achieved its purpose connected with you now you want to have be be a part of it which is the awesome part of design recently i heard someone said something like uh, for a designer the harder the harder the problem is to see mm -hmm. the better the better it is as a challenge let's say every, every designer can solve a problem that anybody can can notice an obvious problem mm -hmm. but the designers who really change the world somehow are the ones who realize the problem that is invisible to us and then they fix Ooh. it somehow i like that I like that. That is true. The guy was talking about actually, he was saying this in referring to Steve Jobs. Mm. That he would notice these things that no one paid attention to. And you're so used to things being this way that you don't question them. Ah, right, right, right. Then he But would he's... be like, well, it doesn't have to be like this. It doesn't this. have to be like this, right? So basically they will constantly thinking outside the box, right? He's, mm. He sees things which a regular Joe doesn't get, doesn't see, doesn't notice. And that's really, I mean, look at the iPhone, man. That's, it's incredible, you know, story, how it came about till <laughs> today, man. I mean, wow. I still think, uh, how do we call it nowadays? I mean, I guess smartphone is a, is a word for it, but I see kids now Like, I remember watching this little girl asking, like, why do you say hang up the phone? Hang up the phone. You don't hang it up anymore, right? There's no way, like, we don't have those kind of phones anymore. No, we don't. But we still hang up the phone. And we still call this computer in our pockets phone. And at some point that has to change, I guess. Is the phone, do you even call people on the phone anymore? Most likely it's a small percentage it's of time. A very small percentage of time. I mean, these things have come a long way, man. They've come a long way. Remember when you used to have that brick? The big old brick, and if you put it in your pocket, you gotta tie your belt twice as hard just in case your pants fall off. <laughs> to now we're having these little tiny slabs, which can do pretty much everything. You barely need to get on your computer anymore. Unless, of course, you know, depends on your profession and what you're doing. But these things are so efficient. Now, with these tiny little devices that we have today you can see the whole entire design evolution from from back when we had bricks i remember my granddaddy i think i still have it at home had this table phone literally looks like a construction brick it's huge and in order to call it has a little wheel that go like like an old generator you know <laughs> to get the little line to go up yeah can you connect me to someone so and so All right, so we're gonna connect you. Like, there has to be an intermediate. To now, it's just, hey, you know, a quick message, a quick this, we can FaceTime across the world. And that really shows how design, for me, that's design. I mean, that's just the electronic parts, but that's, there's people behind that. There's thinking behind that, you know? Because, I mean, design is everywhere. It's everywhere. It's just maybe the word itself, you know, design. It's more pen, paper, object, but, Mobile phones are the same. Look at plastic surgeons, man. They are great designers. You know, they they, <laughs> they reconfigure you, man. If I want to look like Michael Jackson, I, I probably would be. But 
the evolution of plastic surgery, the evolution of technology, that's, that's, there are people who had the thinking, who designed something that now other, pro uh, the professionals in those fields get to use. And over time, we have what we have today. And it's still a tool. It's an awesome tool. We keep making better tools. Oh yes, oh yes. And that's the good thing about tools. I mean, how people say, Oh, it's so hard to break through, you know, oh, as a designer, it's very tough. Dude, it's a simple concept. If you have a hammer in your hand, you could either choose to smack the nail or hit yourself in the head. The hammer is just a tool, right? So how you use it is what, you know, it's, it depend, it's going to give the results that you want. Smack yourself in the head with it, oh, it's going to hurt. But if you use it to, you know, construction, it's going to do the job. So all these tools we have around us as young designers, myself included, it's, you know, it's all about how we choose to use what we have around us. We don't need the mega PR company, especially when you're young. You know, you have everything at your disposal. Everything at your disposal. Which is awesome. Like I see, you so how, saw how Instagram is like, you know, filled with all these motivational speakers start where you are people who have done it like this it's all through these how many videos a day you watch on, on youtube learning something blah, 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 doing all this before i'd have to get myself up go look for a book somewhere hope it's not booked so i could have it so i could learn something now i could sit on my phone and learn something but it's still the decision that people have no there are certain kind of people that will sit and watch a YouTube video of something completely pointless or someone who will sit down. <laughs> I think there's time for both things. Yeah, there is time. I think there's time for both things. But I think there's people who don't go the, over that step of like, well, this is also a resource that we have for free. Yes. For there we go. For free. That we've never had before uh, yes. as, as humanity. Everything that I've done in design, I've self-taught myself. Everything. All softwares that I could use, self-taught myself. I'm learning how to sketch. There's one great guy on YouTube who's really good at sketching. Because I thought, you know, my stick figures are a little bit outdated. You know? <laughs> Can't be drawing a table with, you know, four sticks. <laughs> you gotta have better sketches. I'm trying to learn how to sketch. And the resources are there. YouTube is there. I've learned every single thing off YouTube. Now, like you said, you could either sit there and look at funny stuff on YouTube or make a choice to use the tool. Same way as, you know, the publishing part of, of, of the technology that we have. You say, oh man, I won't make it as designer. Oh, it's so tough up there. There's big mega brands. I'll never be seen, no one will ever know me. You just get into this rabbit hole and you dig deeper and deeper. Next thing you know, you're standing exactly where you are. But look around you, you have everything that you need. Publish, share, push it. People get to see, but it's all comes down to how you use it. That's why I love the hammer example. Yeah. <laughs> Some people like the pain though. <laughs> I mean, do it once, yeah, do it twice. Now nah, you got something wrong with you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so yeah, you know, it's interesting. It's been a tough road, but it's 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 an awesome road. It's it's the learning that is fun. That when you get to know something, when you get to. Because each, 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 each day you do something. Let's say if I do another product tomorrow, I do this, I do this. I meet, you meet a new challenge every day. Overcoming that one thing, man, satisfaction. I'm telling you, it's satisfaction. For example, um, I was um, trying, you know, how to do like architecture sketches and innovations and all those stuff. And I recently just purchased an iPad Pro with a little pencil thing. Man, it feels like heaven. The process is so much quicker. And that is fun, because this is something that I had to sit in Photoshop and literally, because I don't have one of them bamboo Wacom thingies, so I had to literally draw a line in Photoshop and try to get it the way I want. But having it on me, 
and being able to just doodle around and, and these things are so powerful i found this app what you call morfolio dude it's incredible for architecture and it's 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 these these tools it might be tough in the beginning but man i mean if you just if you want to know you will know it's that simple really and if you choose you don't want to sit and watch cat videos nothing wrong with cat videos they're awesome but you would sit and watch cat videos but if you really want to push your ideas through and you want to share something with people you can go for it and it's funny how I love this iPod Pro. At the times I've tried it, it's amazing how similar it is now. And that's what's funny to me is just like how much effort goes into this technology to just make it as easy as a pen and a piece of paper. Dude, it's it's. Um, I had a, I did a sketch the other day. I like for example, you know, I like architecture innovations and all that. To the, the Morfolio app thing that I found out, man. The stencils, like you just put little stencils, just little shade, boom, done, boom, no trees. You don't. It just makes the whole process enjoyable. Because when you think of sitting down with a white piece of paper, it's great, but it's painful. There's no undo button. Oh, so they got the little back arrow which you can undo stuff, and the experience of the pen and paper is still there. That thing is so responsive. It feels right. The pressure is perfectly right, and. I am enjoying myself. That's why I wanted to learn how to sketch. Cause then I felt like, man, I gotta upgrade these stick figures. You know, <laughs> they can't be stick figures no more. So it was—it's pretty awesome. Man. It's pretty awesome. I like—I like that. I like the iPad Pro. So you think this is a benefit of technology? I, I would like to compare it to to like the typewriter, right? For a writer, when you sit down and you have like the blank piece of paper and you know that you cannot backspace on the typewriter, <laughs> it's intimidating. <laughs> Yeah. You have you have a challenge in front of you, and, and, and there's no backspace. And, and when you write something on on pages or on Word, or you, you can just keep trying, let's say, which is, might be a good thing. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I always have this conversation with, with a friend of mine. He's rather on the I get the old way. The old way is the only way. And I'm on the other side of the spectrum. I mean, yes, the old way is great. It's fantastic. People actually knew what they were doing. They weren't just guessworking. You know, you had to really, like a typewriter, you have no backspace. If you couldn't spell like me, you were in trouble. <laughs> You'd be wasting paper on top of paper. You know? So you had to know what you're doing. You had to be a really good writer. You had to, you know, it's all mechanical. And he really likes that point of view. He said, that's, that's, that's the true essence of design. Architecture was like that. That's the way it should be. People don't sketch no more. Yes, I get it. But the pace that our world is going at, we can't be sitting at a drawing board for seven days. We have to deliver. We, the world is spinning much faster now. Life is just so much quicker. And with this much pressure on people, how could we do it? Like the way it was. I mean, I would not want to take a horse to Rome. <laughs> I would like to take the train, you know? So, I mean, yes, it's great. It's, it's awesome that we had the way they did things, but you got to embrace the other side. And second of all, I'm horrible at making models, but a 3D model is so much quicker. I present to you my idea. You see how it is. We can make changes along the way, as many changes as we want. I don't need to cut my fingers all day you know and it's it's just an art form people who do, who do model making perfect no problem with that but if you're trying to deliver something you're trying to make changes quick enough and meet deadlines it's tough to do things the whole way so people don't embrace technology i find it i love technology i find it very hard that how they are so against this this change, man, you know, it's like, it's like a tsunami coming in. Boy, you know that water is coming in. Now, if you're going to stand still, it's going to take you. You know, you better start moving the direction that it's coming so you could try at least to get away from it or maybe move along with it. But standing still, you're just going to get swept right by it. So that's how I feel technology is. You know, it's this big wave that's coming and you can't be rigid. 
you can try to bend with it and try to explore it, see how it's going to fit into your own workflow, if it's going to be beneficial to you. Wonderful. But I, it's hard to, to, to just literally dig into the, I like traditional craftsmanship. That's awesome. Because there's, there's feeling to it, you know, there's, you see a guy working with leather with his hands and you're like, man, this, this little leather wallet feels great compared to coming off a machine line, you know, mm-hmm. like each other copy is just the same piece of leather. But then if you see a craftsman going at it, that's wonderful to see. And you actually enjoy the product more. So yes, I'd like a handmade leather wallet, but if I have to do a project <laughs> that has deadlines, that has, you know, financial gain to it, and I'm required to do A, B, C, D, I would have to be able to adapt. So you could have, let's say, the both the benefit of both sides and try to balance it out, not to be so rigid and stick to one side. No, I like the traditional way. Well, the bus is gone. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's it shouldn't be a complete separation of ideas. Mm. I think both of them can mix. They can. Well, you know, definitely together to a certain percentage here, or there, depending on the project, depending on what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. For instance, I remember. The other reason that got me into furniture design and stuff, I had a great opportunity with my aunt. We went to visit factories here in Italy. Furniture factories up in Como, here in Milan as well. We went to another one, can't remember. Calisone maybe? Near here, where they do all the furniture in the Brianza area. I think it was, yeah. And we got to also get uh, access to some um, showrooms and stuff like that. So we got to go to the back where the furniture is actually made. That was an eye opener. Like, that's when you're like, oh, I'm in Italy now, you know? <laughs> that's when you feel like you're in Italy. You know, you look at the craftsmanship and you're like, blown away, completely blown away. That's the one reason why I like being here. They really care about craftsmanship. Like it's, it's, you know, no corners cut, none of that nonsense like you know you see someone where i saw this guy working with glass i just said they just let me at him and he was going on with glass because they had to fill like these two swift uh, pieces of glass but the middle section is filled in like a tent what oh, it's incredible and he was just going at it and, and then later when you get in the tour later you know he presents to you this that guy there this is what he's going to be making and you're like wow Incredible, you know, you touch the wood, the corners, it's well done. And from that moment, I was like, oh, I want to be here. <laughs> I want to do this. This is, this is awesome. And that's, that's really, makes Italian craftsmanship incredible. Incredible. My sister lived in Rome, uh, Florence. She enjoyed it like crazy. She's like, I love the way they do things. I'm like, yeah. I've been to factories and I love what I saw, you know? <laughs> the furniture industry, you know, you see the leather, you're like, man, you see it on a product. Yes, these products are the high-end products, you know, cabinets, and beds and all this. Yes, they have higher standards, but I'm sure even everyday objects are still done well because they have the tradition here of handmade, properly done uh, products. So it's awesome. That's what got me into it, big, big. The way they mix the some processes are purely done by hand and at the same time they got machinery that does the mundane everyday tasks but then you still have people there with hands sawing in the leather you know see that 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 marrying of those two sides that's awesome instead of having one mega machine chain every product they come out look exactly the same there's no touch to it there's no feel to it I think that's a really good thing about Italian in general and uh, I wouldn't want to say that other countries do it the wrong way but uh, I did have experience in the Salone del Mobile, Mm -hmm. the furniture design expo that is held in Milan. Um, There's a lot of foreigners that come here obviously the city gets full of people who just want to go see people who work in the industry, people who don't, students, everything. And uh, I saw these um, Asian um, young people 
you know they don't let you take pictures of the furniture sometimes when you're in there well I saw this one guy uh, sketching you know the joints of, of, of this coffee table you know and I thought well that's a smart thing yeah. <laughs> it's not very obvious yeah <laughs> um, but then a guy came and he was like no sketching damn that, that blew my mind for a second right there you know? uh, can I breathe <laughs> no photos no sketching yeah but I don't think it matters. I could just go outside and sketch it. I mean, I think I have enough memory Mental to remember memories, something, yeah. right? But, uh, I mean, in a way, fine. They're trying to protect their designs. They're trying to protect their, their heritage of construction and all these things. And, yeah, I guess uh, maybe this person takes it and then they have like, a it. gigantic factory in China somewhere, you know, popping this out by the minute for a... For a way cheaper price in but you can't make it like how it's done yeah i mean you could the thing which i realized there is this issue of fast right what's i'm not a fashion guy right i'm worse at this but there's this terminology fast fashion right you know cheap quick clothes that you buy a shirt tomorrow you gotta change it in a week and all that so yes there's that whole demographic of people who are into fast so even knockoffs are quick and fast they say you have a knockoff product which looks so similar to philip starks but it's still a knockoff you know and so i still believe there is that 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 growing demographic and life is not getting any easier for everyone it's life is getting tighter and tougher populations increasing opportunities are getting less but there's still space for the way it's 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 properly done products that are properly done and people will purchase a properly done product even so i wouldn't say i wouldn't want to be too protective because first of all a knockoff is a knockoff it's never going to feel like the real thing even to yourself yeah you know you know it's a you know first of all even if everybody else doesn't know like the only fool in the room and it's up being you you'll be sitting there driving mercedes benz like oh i got a toyota under this hood you know <laughs> it's a toyota but it looked like a benz you know <laughs> but you know <laughs> so you know it's a knockoff and then you deep down you really want to get the real deal for you to purchase a knockoff it shows that you appreciate the real deal it's just that you need a transition phase for you to get the real piece. So I would say being protective, yes. Maybe if it's techniques and let's say ways that you can dye the glass. That, yes, it's your own company held secrets. It's, uh, you know, held traditions. That, yes, that you keep to yourself because that's what makes your products different. But in terms of them copying, you can't stop copies. Man. You can't. It's very, very difficult. But someone would want to get the real deal someday. And this is just to fill the gap that was missing. Everyone wants to walk around in, you know, expensive clothes, expensive cars, and have all these things. So, a knockoff replaces that for now. And then, when they do have the funds for it, they end up purchasing the real one. So, end of the day, the circle still comes to you. Yeah, I, I think people now nowadays, I see it more often. We are getting smarter on, on how we spend our money. Like, yes. let's say you, you buy the leather wallet, you buy the leather jacket, you buy a leather belt and you do appreciate the craftsmanship and you look for something that's not gonna break in a week. <laughs> so you don't go to the fast fashion place, you go to the handicraft place yeah. and you get your leather goods there. Then maybe if I buy an electronic, I don't care where it comes from. I mean, an iPhone's built in China anyway, uh, and it will not last me as, as longer as, mm -hmm. as, the, as the leather jacket will. Mm -hmm. You know, So we're trying to spend our money wisely, I think. Oh yes. Uh, but we still do appreciate design, like you say, of course. Yeah, and, uh, it still reminds me again like I think uh, the, this whole conversation we can just back trace to, to music it's just this remix culture that we're living in nowadays yes. in design it's but it's becoming very very noticeable very and noticeable. again I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, someone who can't afford you know a certain kind of chair and then Not maybe I get uh, one that looks very similar and makes me happy you know if it feels the you gap know? it feels the gap there's nothing wrong no, I mean, you don't have to get, <laughs> you know, let's say. I think uh, for me, the problem with this kind of culture of, of uh, copycats, let's say, mm -hmm. in, in everything, in fashion, in, in everything, is uh, 
for me it's okay when you are aware of it because I think maybe as a designer you have already the eye you know you know this chair is inspired by this other chair that was by this German dude that got inspired by this other you know and and so you can backtrace it and be like well okay I can see why I like it and I can see where it comes from and then fine but someone who stops right there and just you know gets the knockoff and is not interested in it it's like someone who listens to to our remix song and then he doesn't spend the other five minutes going to the original the artist song. and be like right, you know where right, this right. came from right it all stops there yeah, maybe you're gonna like uh, john legend better than this other dude on absolutely. soundcloud absolutely all right i mean that is a problem though because first it limits exposure to the real uh, uh designers and, all this. and for example the convention that we went to now on uh, February in Malpensen and a lot of um, manufacturers from Italy were, were talking about it's like there's so much knockoff let's say like marble tops and door handles and all this and every table you go to the first thing they say to you is this is original Italian it's not a knockoff and you hear that so often and you can almost sense their pain you know because every table you go to is like this is original made in italy this i mean i don't doubt it right <laughs> this is made in italy there's a quarry um south of italy or north of italy is a big uh, marble quarry where we cut our marble from 100 percent italian I'm like, okay here go to the next desk somebody who does um mixers uh bathroom mixers and 100 percent italian steel you know, it's continuous, continuous. And during the debate session, and they were like, oh yeah, it's very hard to compete for us and our margins to compete um, with, um, you know, let's say a knockoff or whatever the case is, a copy of their product. And there is this big complaint because many people stop, like you said, they stop at the knockoff and they never really go behind and see who they're manufacturing. That's what many manufacturers are having an issue with. But I still, I still believe those who do want authentic on authenticity they will come like why fight yes it's margins yes it's money on the line yes it's business it's people's livelihood because you know if, if, if your margins are low you have to pay people people have to have you know their salaries and people you have people work for you i get it it's tough it's strenuous for your company but i still believe there are people out there the world is big what's our population one billion two billion how many billions so I think there is still a chance. It's 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 bad. It's it's tough, especially when people do just stop at the knockoff. But trust me, a Mercedes body with a Toyota with a Toyota engine, ooh, it's so different to a real thing. You would one day want the real thing, and then you come search, you will find it. You will find it. It's just patient. I think nowadays it's all about you know economies, monies, and. Let's just leave it a pure product, you know, enjoy the product, enjoy the design, and that's, people will come, people will come, I really believe in that, big time. Do something good, don't worry about the rest, just do whatever you believe is good that you're doing, people will come. I said, like, if you want to compete, oh, I gotta make da-da-da-da-da-da, you're driving yourself mad, <laughs> you know, you're busy looking at what other people are, you're not focusing on what you're doing. How am I gonna compete with him and drop my prices low? What do I gotta do? Stick to what you're doing. And that's the reason why I like Italian craftsmanship. I mean, the old way of things were done, even the factories that I got a chance to go to. Man, the products are like really well done. And you know clearly this is not for the mass. But they got large showrooms out there, but people who do want authentic product do find their way to them. It's all attraction. Why am I sound like a guru right now? <laughs> it's like I'm on a mountain top with you know fog all around. It's all attraction. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's, it's an interesting world to be in, really. It's fun. I like it. What are some things that you're interested in right now? Yeah, something else. Completely different. Yeah, yeah. What, what are you into lately? Music, book, 
like music now and my music has really died down like no, music wise no I'm actually into a lot of uh, philosophy stuff I'm not on herbs and I don't take no medication because I'm just putting that out there I'm really intrigued into you know the because I don't know I just have this belief that it's not just one dimension, you know. The purpose can't be get born, live, work, pay bills, die. No. And I believe there's an alternative to it. There is so I've been really, you know, past two years, oh, that's been that's totally the opposite side of everything else. And um what else? Um can't say I'm into eating, I mean. Yeah. Uh <laughs> and pretty much that, like the whole spiritual uh, philosophy side and um, music not much pulled away from that it's a lot of just gibberish but you didn't get into the mumble rap boy oh boy yeah. oh no everybody sound tone deaf oh no 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 <laughs> dude say a word Jesus <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, I get it. So listen to a lot of old stuff though, my Spotify, a lot of old stuff. Babies, really nice stuff. Music that you understand it has a beginning, got an end, got a middle, got a message that is playing, you know, and that's I don't know, like music just drained out slowly. I mean just eighties stuff continuously, nineties R and B and that's it. This new stuff is too fast paced. Now that I'm getting stuck in the old stuff, no, but <laughs> it's just reminding me right now. I was uh, looking at Netflix the other day <laughs> for something to watch. You know, I think uh, the joke is always true. Like you spend more time on Netflix finding something to watch rather than watching something. Um, and there, you know how there's all these kind of contest shows, like a baking show and right, uh, yeah. Well. Uh, there's one by Netflix that is new that is about glass blowers. Oh, really? Yeah, so they have like these 10 people, there's both men and women, and uh, every episode they compete uh, doing some glass blown something or another, depending on the topic, and uh, they keep skimming them until there's like a two left. And it's a uh, you know, these kind of things. I think people are interested in, in the... Fun. You know, what I'm into is um, travel vlogs. Especially the food one. There's this one dude on YouTube. What's his name? Really dope guy. There's another guy who uh, lives in Japan and takes around. Those, that stuff is interesting. It's way better than daytime TV. <laughs> it's better than the news, I can tell you that much. I barely watch the news nowadays. I still feel sad about uh, losing Kitchen Confidential. Anthony Bourdain. Oh. I still feel sad about losing Anthony Bourdain. He was such a f- f- fresh, fresh air on, on CNN. Like mm. you wouldn't find things like that. And I think, yeah, I agree with you. Like travel blog lately have been getting better. Maybe. Yeah, great man. You should check out. Also, um, um, what are these guys' names? SV Dallas. It's a group of guys who get on a boat and they just sail, sail and sail, you know, and that is it's and they make great content. That is so great to watch. It's very I mean, I don't see myself on a boat, but <laughs> you know, it's awesome to live that experience to them. It's a really great channel. SV Dallas and uh, and great personalities too. Because they really their personalities come through. You know, and then I—that's all I've been into. It. And design, of course, that's that's an everyday thing. But apart from that, that's it. Been a ride. <laughs> and uh, just to finish this up, right. nice and cleanly. <laughs> uh, for the for the people who are listening out there, who maybe. I'm gonna come to Italy this summer or plan to come to Italy or one recommendation, one thing to do here, one thing to see, one thing to eat, I don't know, something. And uh, another recommendation, 
randomly of all these things that you've been reading besides these travel blogs i guess like one book about this spirituality that i think oh I, I, I got it on my phone right now i could i could i could share with you that book actually it's an awesome book um oh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. there's a book well it's not a not it's not a um, what you call that? It's not a book that you read start to end. As you see, I was reading it. <laughs> but my phone does decide to act up. Okay, so coming early this summer. Water, water, water. It's hot, but <laughs> there's a lot to see. I mean, how should I say? In context to what? Like just being in Italy? I mean, you've been here long enough. Like if you had like one thing, let's say, let's say you're going to move back home, right? this next week one what's the one thing that you're like i have to do this before i go i have to go to this restaurant or I have to go check out this place again or i don't know oh boy i gotta eat pasta pizza <laughs> i can list them all <laughs> but where where okay like right let, let's say you, you it's your last pizza in italy where do you go where would i go hmm. there's a nice place next to my place <laughs> so it's like the neighborhood pizza. It's always the neighborhood. Pizza. It is. So it's, it's, the it's, pizza, man, it's right? the best. I mean, <laughs> yes, it's not the prettiest of setups. Yeah. But man, it's good. You know, it's really well done. And there's another spot right beside that one, and they make the thick crusted ones. It's, you know, it's um hmm. run by an elderly couple. Man, it is amazing. You know, it, I mean, it beats a lot of these. Personally, it beats a lot of these mega chains that say they make pizza. Because, you know, it's it's oh, pizza. That's what I would say. And a nice plate of pasta, too. Which kind of pizza do you usually get? Me? Man, the stuff that, that that's not even on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's the stuff which I go for. Okay, and, and last one about pizza, sorry. But on, on the terrible, terrible division of people in the world, pineapple or no pineapple? On what? On pizza. Okay. Well, no, no pineapple, man. No. That's like taking an actual pineapple and squirting Nutella all over it. <laughs> now tell me how that would taste. Huh? A little sour and this Nutella flavor. Ugh. No pineapples. No, 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 we're not going to do that. Do you do pineapples? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> I need, I need the... I make a difference between, I think, what I would consider American big chain pizza mm-hmm. and Italian, actual Italian pizza, for me are not the same thing. Mm. Like, I, I consider them different, different. Like different genres. Like yeah, yeah. So I, I wouldn't say one is better than the other. I just, one time I want, you know, my fried chicken with waffles and one time... <laughs> I want my my pasta pesto. It's just, you know, yeah. different mood and different food. <laughs> different mood, different food. You should quote that. I like that. Different mood, different food. <laughs> I'll make a beat to that, man. <laughs> different mood, different food. <laughs> Are you making me sound like action bronze or something? <laughs> this is the book I'll sell you. You should, you should check this book. Okay, so what's the name of this book? Living Enlightenment. By, well, now nah, here's the funny part. By Paramasa Nityananda. If I said that right, it's a great book. I mean, it's a book that you know I've been going into. It's not really a read-through book. It's just you know you pick sections here, pick sections here, pick sections here, and it's really helped align align myself. You know, this world is busy. It's crazy. You know, you see the number of people getting depressed. You walk around Milan streets, right? Some people talking to themselves. And you're like, Lord Jesus, what's wrong with these people? They possess. You know, they, you walk around, everyone looks mad or in the mornings, nobody smiles at you. Everyone's all so stiff. And, you know, I don't think that's the way to live. I don't want to wake up in the morning every day all grumpy. You know? and that, that goes back to my point. Like, it's not just about born, live, work, pay bills, and be gone. There's more to it. There's more to see. The world is large, and uh, I think it helps to level the playing ground for me, personally, you know? So it's kind of like your meditation time. Your... Right, it's, 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 
it gives me a different perspective to like this whole busyness because it's very easy to get sucked into this you know comparison life and life is this and then you are the one who suffers most nobody else suffers so i just choose not to suffer i'm like i'll try the alternative side of life and see how that works i has been working out pretty well so far <laughs> that's great yeah man. well check out check out that book and uh, grab a slice of pizza and uh, thank, thanks again for coming and thank you very much i will leave a link to your behance portfolio yeah on, sure. the, on the show notes sure. so you guys can go check out all his uh his chairs <laughs> <laughs> well i got chairs on there and nothing but chairs <laughs> and um thanks. i think I, i think i'll do a bed before you post at least it's a very <laughs> i'll make a bed it's not just chairs guys <laughs> uh, thanks for listening and uh, see you guys next time thank you very much